0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. Today, the Iowa caucuses uh, closing arguments in the impeachment trial. New McCabe documents. The Kentucky Russian aluminum plant is facing roadblocks. The GOP threatens to impeach Biden and next steps after impeachment. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Mandy Reedy.
3: Hello. Hello. I am not by myself today. I, <laughs> everybody here. How are you? Good. How was your vacation? Good. Well, I went to London. What was
0: that um final Brexit day like? What were what'd you do? Somber? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I actually left London the day I flew out on Brexit Day. So I was there as like the clock struck midnight. And a friend of my a friend and I were just watching like a YouTube live stream of some of the quote unquote celebrations around the country. And it was just it's such a divide. Elsewhere in the country, people were stoked about it, but all my friends who live in London or more liberal parts of the country were basically like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we talked a little bit on the yeah. show
0: about uh, members of the Scottish Parliament mm. uh, asking for a second referendum. They voted it, but it, apparently we also got a correction saying that it that, that it's bad. It's sort of what Putin wants uh, and that it was a sort of a, a symbolic vote that it was just along party lines. What do are, what are you... What was your feeling over there? Do you think that it's something that might actually happen? That Scottish could uh, Scott Scott Scottish. (laughs) The country of Scottish in Missouri. I understand. Do you think they could get there would vote for that referendum? They've turned it down so many times. Yeah,
3: I I I do think it's possible. I, I think that I can understand how someone might think that like the breakup of the UK would be something that Putin wants because in general he wants Western countries to be weaker. But at the same time I do have a lot of Scottish friends who are very much feel a- more aligned with the EU than the rest of the UK, and they're actually pretty gung ho about another um, independence referendum. Well, wouldn't they like to be people? able to travel
0: freely among yes, all the countries, and, absolutely, and and be able to work in all the in mm-hmm. in all the European countries? So yeah, maybe it's not so much that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can see where the whole Putin would love it because it breaks up the West, mm-hmm. but
3: yeah, yeah. Well, Scotland also voted heavily to remain versus England, which is the more populous country, which voted heavily to... Not heavily, but voted in the majority to... Enough
0: to leave that it overcame the Scottish vote to stay. Right,
3: yeah. But people in Scotland, this population of only about 4 million people, and they voted pretty heavily to, to remain in the EU, so... Yeah, it's pretty uncertain. There's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of my friends who are British citizens living in elsewhere on the continental part of Europe are confused and scared. I have a lot of European friends who live in the UK who are confused and uncertain and I think it's just going to be a paperwork nightmare for everyone now and mm. no one really knows what's going to happen. So, yeah. it's not a great situation. Well, but I did enjoy my trip and I loved seeing my friends. <laughs>
0: good. <laughs> I great. I read your post on the way out. You 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 were you know, you were saying like it's
3: bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Because you spent a great part of your life there and, mm-hmm. and it really shaped sort of who you became.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But um happy to be home and uh, excited to see what happens here politically. Maybe we will pull ourselves back from the brink and <laughs> not, but we'll see.
0: We will. We
3: will see. <laughs> that is
0: true. Unless somebody can figure out a way to stop time. Uh, and if you can do that, let's find out a way to reverse it
3: what's the thing in harry potter that hermione had to be able to go to multiple classes at one time
1: anyone know i did not remember adderall (laughs) adderall splits you into literal different people (laughs) (laughs) that is how you are so effective transcending space and time for productivity (laughs) oh no that was me me (laughs) let me oh saw adderall Is big pharma a thing with wizards? Who knows? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Just pills in general. I, I mean. don't know. Not making a criticism. I didn't Just see any pharmacies in Diagon Alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh,
0: I'm, you know, I, I didn't watch that closely. I, yeah. be, I bet that somebody does. They it. don't really need a Z
1: pack if they have a wand. I guess potions. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Z pack. We've got a wand. <laughs> Zycam,
0: you just put your wand up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Regardio Zycam. Just shove it up there. And then you won't get sick. It's like emergency. Uh, okay, enough about sticking wands up noses. Uh, <laughs> we do have a lot of news to get to, and let's do that. So let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. Okay, first story is interesting. Remember why we call him Moscow Mitch? Mm-hmm. So Deripaska's $1.7 billion aluminum plant working with Brady Industries in Kentucky with the help of Mitch and probably Rand Paul is facing some internal issues. Mm. Brady Industries is announcing a management shakeup. Uh, More than just a fucking shakeup, okay? The drama started when Brady said their chairman, Bouchard, would step down uh, and the company offered no reason for for him leaving or his removal, whichever one it is, and then Bouchard disputed the announcement on public twitter which happened the announcement was friday and he says he didn't authorize the company to announce it and he hadn't relinquished his job so there's like a weird battle going on and his name if the name bouchard sounds familiar we told you all about him last august and here's the story as i read it from my notes from last august Craig Bouchard, CEO of Brady Industries, knew he wanted an aluminum plant, but the oh, this sounds like a children's story. <laughs> Long time ago in the squirrely-dorily gumdrop nuclear <laughs> aluminum forest... Craig Bouchard, the CEO of Brady Industries, knew he wanted an aluminum plant, but the only potential investor was Rusal, who was under sanctions by the United States. He concluded they had no choice and knew it would be controversial, if not outright illegal, to work on a deal with Rusal while it was still sanctioned. So in January of 2019, he traveled to Zurich to meet with (laughs) Rusal, who said they were ready to invest if they could get the sanctions lifted. So... Rusal put together a lobbying team, as did some in the United States, and ahead of the 2018 midterm elections, a major shareholder in Rusal, named Len Blavatnik contributed more than a million dollars through his companies to the McConnell Super PAC. It was the same week of that lunch in Switzerland that McConnell made a floor speech insisting the deal would continue, limiting Deripaska's influence over Rousseau, and they could reimpose sanctions at any time. The vote on Rousseau was the next day, and even though 11 senators voted to keep sanctions, it wasn't enough to meet the 60 votes needed to prevent a Trump veto. They fell short by three votes, two of which were cast by McConnell and Rand Paul to lift the sanctions. Ten days later, the sanctions were lifted.
3: Nightmares. The end. the children's book? <laughs> <laughs> right? It was pretty
0: good. What's
1: right. that one, Go the Fuck to Sleep? That's yeah, Go the Fuck yeah. to Sleep <laughs> is so good. Yeah.
0: That's a good book. I love book. that,
1: though. That was a good angle. Yeah. It, it just happened. Yeah, it does read like that. <laughs> it's like, did I write like a children's book author yeah. <laughs> back in last August? Is that what?
0: Okay. Uh, we will keep you posted as as we learn more about the shakeup at Brady. Um, but that's so far what's happening. And uh, that's Bouchard. And it's just because we know that the, the the sanctions were lifted on those three companies, including mm-hmm. Rousseau, last January. Mm-hmm. The story just made the rounds again like people thought it was this year. Uh, but it's been it's been a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. in other news. Senator Joni Ernst, what a great lady. Uh, Republican from Iowa, super sweet. Uh, she's the shitbox that came right out and admitted Republicans were using the Senate impeachment trial to hurt Biden in Iowa. She's that gem of a lady. So she told Bloomberg News, uh, not Bloomberg News, mm-hmm. not the candidate Bloomberg, uh, Sunday that the impeachment of Trump has opened the door to impeaching Joe Biden if he's elected in 2020. Who has it? Saying, quote, Joe Biden should be very careful what he's asking for, because, you know, we can have a situation where if it should ever be President Biden immediately, people right that day uh, would be elected, the, the right the day he was elected, would be saying, well, we're going to impeach him. Um, she says he could be impeached for being assigned to take on Ukrainian corruption, yet turning a blind eye to Burisma because his son was on the board making a million dollars a year.
1: Perfect. Take that sound clip, put it in the sound clip box. <laughs> Throw it back in my <laughs> <their> face. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we'll remember that. That's so
1: nasty. Yeah, she's Ugh.
0: she's gross. Also today, Crew, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. I love these guys. I want to work for them. You, if you're listening, Crew, if you're listening, I want to research for you. They released about 200 pages of interviews with Lisa Page, Comey, and Andrew McCabe. Uh, it They received these from the Department of Justice in their FOIA case regarding the McCabe firing. Um, that This is the whole, remember mm-hmm. when the judge was like, you either need to indict McCabe or close the investigation or release these documents in the FOIA case. And they said, we'll
3: release the documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just be in, like, purgatory forever.
0: Well, they released 200 pages, lots of redactions. Um, and and these, these are interviews with Paige, Comey, and McCabe. Uh, and that's the the FOIA case. I'm combing through them. Most of it we were already pretty familiar with. Nothing's standing out to me so far. I will be going over these documents in detail, probably in the weekend shows, probably on Mueller, she wrote. So subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, And we'll keep you posted. There's a lot here. And the reason that I haven't gone through this 200 pages that came out today yet, um, just personally, because I was watching the impeachment closing arguments, which Jordan's going to go over in the next uh, in the after the next break. But um, that and we also got a new dump of Mueller memos in the BuzzFeed FOIA case, a couple hundred pages, including. Dun, dun 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 the Kushner 302, oh. which is, surprise, completely redacted.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh! Shock and surprise. It's like
0: that old uh, Animaniacs, good idea, bad idea. <laughs> good idea, release the Kushner 302. Bad idea, redact, redact it all. all yeah. <laughs> so that is uh, the long and short of the... The front-loaded news today, there's also obviously a lot more going on. As we're sitting here, the Iowa caucuses are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start um, in
3: one second. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Uh-huh. They start
0: now. And I I, we're, I don't think we're going to be able to get no. results in no. time to get them out to you tonight, mm-hmm. um, if you're a patron tonight, tomorrow morning, if you're not. And if, um, if you want to become a patron, it's super cheap. You just go. You get these ad-free. Mm-hmm. You get these episodes ad-free. And you get them the night before. Uh, thanks to our intrepid uh, production team, engineering team, editing team. I think you said
1: de- uh, Des Moines took Bernie. It looked like it, it was about mm-hmm. 67
0: uh, for Bernie and then the rest went for Warren. Hmm. And then Sweet. in in some other places, uh, it was just flipped okay. like that. Awesome. And I don't know how much weight Des Moines has over mm-hmm. uh, another place in Iowa because Des Moines is a big city or if they all carry the same weight or mm-hmm. how, it, I don't even know. Because I, I know how the caucuses work. Yep. But I don't know how, if they're weighted or based mm-hmm. on population, et
3: cetera, et cetera. The age, the age, the, the difference between people's preference depending on their age too is wild. Like, mm-hmm. have you guys looked into that at all? Not yeah. in Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, it's really crazy. What are some of the trends? It's like, if you're over sixty five, Bernie has like seven percent of the support. But if you're like under fifty, he's got like seventy percent of the support. It's uh, crazy.
1: And yeah. then does their support go to Biden? People who are uh, over older 65? people, yeah, over yeah. forty five, yeah.
0: mostly Biden, but a lot of Klobuchar, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yep, as so well moderates, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot more uh, of the moderate uh, Democrats.
3: Yep, that makes sense. So if but. youth don't turn up, I mean, there's no way. Yes, They'll get the get fuck
0: out and vote. Yeah. Yep. Now, we will say, I will say that the Iowa caucus has only successfully determined the party's nominee a little over half the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does uh, do a lot. It lends a lot to momentum. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think California Super Tuesday is probably the hugest, uh, the biggest Mm. momentum thing that's going to happen. So. Um,
3: yeah, it could be different this time around, right? You know, I was actually just listening to Biden. Yeah, the-
0: moving California up is going to make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, because of Trump, because they moved California up, because it's a crowded field this time. I mean, Iowa might not be the most important thing this time around as much as maybe it usually is, but it's still important. But, you know, I, I saw an interview with Biden earlier today and he was like, if I don't win Iowa, it's not like I'm down and out, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's true. And like I said, that they-, they only are... Um predict the nominee a little over half the time mm-hmm. um wh- i mean which is a good it's a good percentage mm-hmm. but i think like i said i think it honestly doesn't lend more to who's going to be the nominee it's more to who's going to get the momentum going into super tuesday yeah. and that's totally. important it's really important yes and that's why that not getting that iowa register poll was like whoa yeah, yeah. they
3: left didn't they accidentally leave pete Buttigieg off of it yeah So, uh, so the numbers weren't
0: apparently and and they don't know if that was one interview or if it was all that one okay. person's interviews or if it was like they didn't but they weren't able to we talked about this a little bit um, on, on yesterday's show they weren't able to determine how corrupt the data set was right um, it but it was gotcha uh, and that therefore it's unusable hmm. or at least you can use it to make that decision to not have <laughs> the poll results come out so it, it, they did utilize a corrupt data set to make a determination not to publish the poll
1: yeah i wish polls didn't have that much of an effect on the public's perceived viability of a candidate but it it does. It also... Same with these caucuses. Mm-hmm. It,
0: it also ruined us in 2016, I think, with the 86% guarantee from uh, Nate Silver or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that Hillary was going to win. Yep. I think a lot of people stayed home, like, ah, oh, we got this in the bag.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Not a
0: big problem, not mm-hmm. a big thing. I don't think we're going to have that problem this year. It
3: was no. the same with Lesson learned. Brexit polling, though. You know, having just had some Brexit discussions when I was, when I was in the UK, uh, how, how, kind of how everything went down the last few years, it was a very similar thing. No one thought, no one that it would happen and and a lot of people didn't even understand
0: what it was no they just want to be like independence and they didn't realize it was withdrawing and you wouldn't be able to travel and you couldn't get Mm -hmm. your visas and you couldn't work and then they were like hey wait the fucking hang on a fucking second Mm -hmm. cambridge analytica wait a minute what do you mean i can't i my what and then they Mm -hmm. were mad and then they wanted a second referendum and they never got it
3: no but they did vote and boris won heavily so that did happen (laughs)
1: I forgot to tell you about a nightmare that I had. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Boris Johnson was walking through the streets just in a crowded day, and I saw him, but it was emo Boris Johnson, and he had his hair (laughs) slicked down, (laughs) slicked (laughs) down (laughs) down his face, and it was, like, tinted black,
4: and he had eyeliner, yes, yes,
1: (laughs) yes. and he had eyeliner on. I was like, Boris? (laughs) And he's like, what? <laughs> he like turns his head away and, and keeps then talking. Alexander Downer like, shows up with his fishnet, Boris Johnson, and he turns around and he's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" And that was the end. <laughs> that was it. He's like, Do that you was a- the- can I bum a clove, bro? Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it was very strange. These
3: antibiotic dreams that
1: you're having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Wow.
1: It was so weird. It was the weirdest shit ever.
3: I, I,
0: I'm getting phantom Bolton's. Is anybody getting Whoa. this? I'm just driving down or walking down the street in real life, not dreaming, and I think I fucking see John Bolton out of the corner of my eye. Every and time I got a guy with not, the mustache.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, and he'd be like, uh, uh, so. uh, this is San Diego, there's a lot of facial hair here. Yes.
3: So, <laughs> fa- literally Phantom Bolton. <laughs> Saw a guy on the drive over. <laughs> like i now not more, more than one i saw more than one hippies with like long jesus beards on the way over Ugh. walking their dogs in their tie dye i'm not even kidding those are so in right I now i love this town <laughs>
0: that was like my college in 1992
3: <laughs> oh, it's, it's forever in the 90s insane we Diego. had that old
0: lord of the rings poster and all the velvet stuff you had to look oh, into under the yeah, black lights yeah, mm-hmm. at and cuz um people
3: think it's portland but it's not
0: <laughs> dude i loved seattle while we were there that Same. was that was college. That's time probably for my me.
1: favorite city. They, that in so Boston.
0: Boston yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. It was
1: cold though. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> fucking cold. Oh, god, that that That's so graveyard tour. Cold. Oh my god. Jesus, I forgot how cold that was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we do have more news. Sorry, we get off. We get sidetracked. Uh, we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. Um, thank you for uh, allowing us that uh, banter. Uh, this podcast does contain laughter. Warning. We'll be right back with um, the incredible uh, closing arguments from Adam Schiff. Right after this break. Stick with us. After these messages, will be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight. It's not for me. It's not about a magic number on the scale. I actually don't weigh myself anymore, but it is about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. Uh, whether it's to enjoy exercise again, to feel good about your choices. For me, a lot, it's a lot of mental health to you know to get up and move my body or you know just to gain an improved sense of self, self, self-worth and mood. There are many reasons you might want to practice self-care. Every person's different and that's why I love Noom. They adjust to your life style they teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then they help you keep track of everything all in one app from your workouts and your steps to analyzing your diet your food log recommending recipes and they also connect you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other numers, all in the same app i used to have like six different apps for all of that but it's all right there where you need it so with noom you pick the goals that are right for you and noom personalizes a program to help your goals become reality Uh, they're based in a cognitive behavioral approach and they use personalized courses to help you reach your goals. You don't have to commit to a lot of time either. I don't have a lot of time. None of us have time. It's just 10 minutes a day, and they make it really convenient with the Noom app. Noom doesn't use negative reinforcement, so there's no shaming and no guilt. If you go off track, just tips on how to get back on track tomorrow. It's a perfect time to make a step toward healthier habits. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash daily What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash daily to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash daily All right. Welcome back. Jordan, what's going on on the floor of the the well of the Senate?
1: Yes. uh, So we've been struggling personally very much, I know, in the wake of the Senate failing us all. Things have seemed really bleak and quite frankly unbelievable, given the amount of proof against the president and the vigor that all that proof was presented with. It just blows my mind that this is how it's all going down and it blows a lot of people's minds and it really fucking sucks. But Adam Schiff made an amazing speech, closing statement. Um, on the Senate floor today that we really wanted to cover. And I think it's going to fill you all with some really profound emotions. So since you seem to be fans of the clips, we're going to do a a bunch of clips so you can just hear it right from his mouth. So let's get right to it. Kick it off.
4: History will not be kind to Donald Trump. I think we all know that. Not because it will be written by never Trumpers, but because whenever we have departed from the values of our nation, we have come to regret it. And that regret is written all over the pages of our history. If you find that the House has proved its case and still vote to acquit, your name will be tied to his with a cord of steel and for all of history.
1: So just right out the gate, he's calling the GOP out for how they will really be remembered if they vote to acquit um, as the ones who truly betrayed the true values of the United States. Um, But then he goes on.
4: But if you find the courage to stand up to him, to speak the awful truth to his rank falsehood, your place will be among the Davids who took on Goliath. If only you will say enough.
1: And then he makes his ultimate appeal to the swing senators.
4: But then, like a pendulum approaching the end of its arc, the outward movement begins to arrest. The Golden Globe of Freedom reaches its zenith and starts to retreat. The pendulum swings back past the center and recedes into a dark unknown. How much farther it will travel in its illiberal direction, how many more freedoms will be extinguished before it turns back, we cannot say. But what we do here, in this moment, will affect its course and its correction. Every single vote, even a single vote by a single member, can change the course of history. It is said that a single man or woman of courage makes a majority. Is there one among you who will say enough?
1: So this is just so incredibly powerful. Is there one among you who will say enough? One.
0: I just I love that so much. Me too. And I was listening to this and I was like getting tears in my eyes, a little dusty, and a little lump in the throat, a little justice lump. And um, thinking to myself, I mean, he did so well that final Thursday, you know, of, of the closing arguments on the floor. I was like, yes. But he I was like, I didn't know he could top it. But he totally did in this one. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, I think, reread, read read and taught mm-hmm. and heard mm-hmm. for decades yep. to come.
1: I think so, too. And he's quoting James Madison in part of it. I didn't add some of those clips in here, but it's interesting to think he's quoting someone who i imagine um he's quoting someone in his closing statement down the road i imagine he will be quoted in other people's closing statements like you said
0: oh that'll be interesting
1: yeah i mean hopefully we don't have more impeachments but i bet we fucking will yeah because this is fucking capitalism <laughs>
3: <laughs> feelings from Jordan well when yes. we when we
1: impeach Joe
0: Biden uh <laughs> yeah. <according to laughs> yeah exactly Ernst, i don't think we'll be hearing those clips but right that's very that's very true but no i yeah i didn't even think about it I didn't consider that like mm-hmm. because i know i know that the that they've played like in this impeachment trial, they they played some of the impeachment speeches made by some of the folks that are still here, like Lindsey Graham and mm-hmm. Zoe Lofgren, mm-hmm. and from back in the day and Ken Starr. Um, but most of the quotes came from Hamilton, Madison, mm-hmm. like the old stuff, the framers, the Federalist Papers. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Just I to- think it's
1: lofty enough. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was so good, and it was an incredibly. I would imagine just like emotional daggers into the cold and hearts of these Republicans, because, you know, you've heard them. You've heard Democrats make references to like, you know, I know that you guys talk in the halls amongst yourselves like this shit isn't cool. So how about you fucking act like that when you come out onto the floor, you know? And I wonder if those senators are sitting there just and, and if it permeates them at all. The fact that this is a front, mostly, that they're putting up and maintaining so that the Republicans can maintain power. That's all this is. Everybody knows what he did was fucked up. I don't think there's a single person that truly believes what he did is totally cool, Totally legal and totally cool. But,
3: But on the flip side, it is really overwhelming and, like, jarring when you see ads on TV where they're just, like, not just defending him, but it's like a fucking Trump love parade. Right. So... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, m- I think some of them maybe just don't give
1: a shit. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I agree with you.
3: The fact
0: of the matter is, and I think that this um, weighed heavily on a lot of yeah. Republican senators. At least it should have. If it didn't, yeah, it should have. It uh, is that had had the senators voted for witnesses, they wouldn't probably have been able to acquit mm-hmm. uh, publicly. Uh, Because I think the public support for removal would have gone up and hit that 60 number, that magic number that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so knowing that they can't vote for witnesses because if they do and Trump is removed, you immediately cleave the Republican Party into now the establishment Republicans or what you call Reagan Republicans, I guess, or small government Republicans and Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. And if you cleave the Republican Party, you kill it. Mm -hmm. it wouldn't survive we didn't think it would survive uh the tea party Mm. it cobbled itself back together through the use of hate Mm -hmm. and now that would but that would be the the death blow
1: yeah it's funny how they're always spewing out never trumpers as a as a phrase when really always trumpers are the things that they are and that's the real problem yeah you guys are defending trump that's so much worse than being against him for bad stuff he actually did. You're for literally always for him, no matter what,
0: all the time. Yeah, and Schiff made that point. He's mm-hmm. like, Look, you know he's this, you know he's that. Mm-hmm. He he made fun of he mocked a disabled person. Mm-hmm. He's he's made fun of Gold Star families. He mocked a war hero, prisoner of war that as you know, as a nod to John McCain, who is a close friend Mm -hmm. of, and very revered in that body. Right. And, and, and was like, you know, this isn't right. And you know, you know what's going on. So enough. And I mean, it was just a really,
4: really powerful.
1: Yes. um, He was talking about the appeal to decency right there. And I actually have that clip right here for you. Oh, awesome. Let's hear it.
4: But there is more truth matters, right matters, but so does decency decency matters. When the president smears a patriotic public servant like Marie Ivanovich in pursuit of a corrupt aim, we recoil. When the president mocks the disabled, a war hero who is a prisoner of war, or a gold star father, we are appalled because decency matters here. And when the president tries to coerce an ally to help him cheat in our elections and then covers it up, we must say, enough, enough. He has betrayed our national security and he will do so again. He has compromised our elections and he will do so again. You will not change him. You cannot constrain him. He is who he is. Truth matters little to him. What's right matters even less and decency matters not at all. I do not ask you to convict him because truth or right or decency matters nothing to him, but because we have proven our case and it matters to you truth matters to you right matters to you you are decent he is not who you are
1: so yeah just like you were saying i really love that appeal that he's making because outside of all of the you know decency speak he's also saying you know fuck trump that guy's obviously a long-gone criminal but what about you all you know what about Mm -hmm. how do you all sleep at night what do you guys have to say for yourself because They said it in a nice
0: way. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would have been like, how do you look in the mirror? But he Mm -hmm. said, like, think of your legacy. Mm -hmm. Think of the, what do you say, like the steel rope you would be tied to this with forever. Something poetic. Really great. Mm -hmm. I don't know who wrote that, but it's amazing.
1: It is amazing. And I think that that's going to weigh heavily on a lot of their consciences as they grow older, I imagine. Mm. When they're on their deathbeds, this is a dark thought, but I imagine a lot of them are going to be sitting there just thinking fuck somebody Cowardly. put
0: out it's it, the cravenness and i think he brings up that too but the somebody put out uh, uh, the obituaries of senators who acquitted nixon mm-hmm. and their dying thoughts and 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 their sorryness for their cowardice and oh, like somebody got really? all those obituaries together and put them out for people who like stood by Nixon to the very end yeah. and how they changed their minds when when, when facing their god you know cuz i mean yeah, most mm-hmm. of these most of these fellas are christians mm-hmm. or catholics or, or religious right. folk and so the, i just thought that that would look for that the obituaries yeah, mm-hmm. of of the it's it was like ooh. haunting yeah That is. and i feel like that like he was shift was sort of invoking that like kind of like that uh you know speech that fucking Asshole gives in Braveheart. <laughs> Think of yourselves on your dying bed and all the days between this and that. If you could come back
1: one last time <laughs> and fight for your freedom or whatever it is. Um,
0: oh, God. I've never I seen
1: have, Braveheart. I'm I've so never seen it either, but I know that was Mel but, Gibson. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. it. That's, that's the asshole. But I feel like I've seen it now. That's the asshole. <laughs> oh,
0: you got the gist. That's yeah. all you need.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. brave uh, Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much in the name, it sounds. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's... it's. Would you trade I, I, all the days between this one and that for a chance? Is it Scottish? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm is, terrible at no, Scottish No, 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 you're accent. good. I, I was just wondering where the plot happens. Is Scotland, Scotland, when they they're Scotland? trying to get their freedom from... Uh, oh, interesting, the UK. Mm, oh. Interesting, not like that's a long-standing <laughs> concept or
2: anything at all.
3: Uh,
0: you they know. bring it up in train-spotting, too, but in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a heroin way
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you McGregor so much mm, me
0: too um, I like uh, John, sick boy in that myself oh yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. great soundtrack
1: um, anyway <laughs> yes An- anyway just to round it out real quick um, I want to play the last piece of this closing statement
4: just because it's incredibly powerful like you would think so here it is it may be midnight in Washington but the sun will rise again I put my faith in the optimism of the founders. You should, too. They gave us the tools to do the job, a remedy as powerful as the evil it was meant to constrain, impeachment. They meant it to be used rarely, but they put it in the Constitution for a reason, for a man who would sell out his country for a political favor, for a man who would threaten the integrity of our elections, for a man who would invite for interference in our affairs, for a man who would undermine our national security and that of our allies, for a man like Donald J. Trump. They gave you a remedy and they meant for you to use it. They gave you an oath and they meant for you to observe it. We have proven Donald Trump guilty, now do impartial justice and convict him i yield back do
1: impartial justice and convict him yep so fucking good thank you adam schiff for everything i think everyone can agree i think everyone
0: now not just historically i think everybody now pretty much agrees that he did an incredible job he has just carved out a legacy for himself Mm -hmm. in a matter of weeks in a matter of hours of speaking uh, and it's ju- it's just it was great to watch. I I I I this is going to sound weird, but I, I'm I feel lucky that I was alive for it. Yes,
1: definitely, yeah. absolutely. I was talking to Ryan about that. Just thinking when we're older and people are asking us about what this was like, you know, they're going to be asking questions like, "Wasn't it crazy? Like, how crazy was it?" And, and what did you do? Right. And what did you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I was thinking, my first thought is. This isn't crazy. It's just really sad. It's just so profoundly sad. Mm -hmm. And it is crazy, I guess. And I imagine people that haven't lived through it or wouldn't have lived through it are just going to think, oh, wow, what what a fucking wackadoodle time that Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, a reality show, man, got elected president and all this shit happened. But really, it is truly somber. The entire thing, not just the act of impeachment, but all of this has been so somber. And Adam Schiff dealt... With such a delicate time, so responsibly, and I think it's been a religious res- like experience yeah. for me almost watching him mm. throughout all of this, and all the other house managers too, because they've all been incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah I think of when people ask me about this, you know, I don't know how much longer I'll be alive, but you know, if they keep my head alive, you got a check. while. <laughs> um, I'm gonna invoke the Cory Booker quote. Um, when he said, because this, get, this gets me every time when he said, if, if America hasn't broken your heart, you don't love her enough. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think of this time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. When I was just visiting my friends in London, we were talking a lot about politics. And I have a couple of friends who still have, you know, a mildly anti-American sentiment, as some British people tend to do and questioning Before why. Before or after Trump um just in general
1: oh since before... i traveled to europe yeah. when right, i was right. 16
0: in the 90s i put a canadian patch on my back yeah yeah. And yeah pretended i wasn't american i yeah.
1: remember when i went to england they told me to do the same thing <laughs> i mean I like, just say
3: you're canadian your life's gonna be way easier <laughs> i mean they don't have legs to stand on now because they have boris but anyway um <laughs> some of my english friends were asking me like well did you really you really like it you, you like it over there despite you know listing off x number of things that are wrong with the u.s and i was like yeah i fucking love it i moved here for a reason mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. yeah there are things that like break your heart about it but i wouldn't be here and i especially wouldn't be spending you know my time working on something political if i didn't give a shit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so even people who are newer to the country or who are not from here still find things about it that are really lovable mm. oh yeah you know
0: and yeah. it's like the rock dwayne johnson especially for the
3: rock <laughs> god
0: <laughs> the uh, Super Bowl, though. That halftime show was awesome. I don't know Fuck anything yes. about
3: American football. And I know that your listeners are going to laugh when I call it American football, but I don't know anything. It's, it's the one thing I have not. Yeah, I don't know anything I about know, American football. I don't. I know. I, I need to learn about it. I feel like they won't give me my citizenship until I do.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people are morally on the fence anyway, so oh, you got okay. time to make the decision, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's to be determined how much people are going to support that like sport baseball. over time. Yeah. That's a good American sport, right? It is, and there's better heads. (laughs) Yeah,
4: (laughs) I like less less concussions
1: in that sport.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong mm-hmm. with uh, American football. Don't but, get yeah. me wrong. But that halftime show Dude, yes. was oh, amazing. I,
3: I don't
1: know anything about it. What happened? Oh, it was JLo lo and Shakira. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like this whole like homage to all of their work, which is just incredible. But then it was also like amazing dancing, obviously. A lot of politics. A lot of politics. Really? Yes. First of all,
0: she came out in this Puerto Rican flag feathered. Floor length, Jayla? like mm-hmm. yeah, and they poke poke off. Oh, and then they're doing this it whole had, thing. They had like the
1: U.S. flag on the back, and then Puerto Rican mm-hmm. flag on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, these children in cages. Oh shit! And who started singing like "Hear Us" and all this other stuff. And and then they sang "Born in the U.S.A." for a minute about the little immigration poke there, and then. They fucking shook their chaunches in front of the whole world and it was hot and awesome and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Sweet. The crotch like slide. Google the crotch slide.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw pictures and I thought one of you is 50, one of you is like 45. I want to go to the gym in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I was extreme. And there's a lot of backlash from people, oh, it's not appropriate for children, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, where were they, yeah. of course, when Adam Devine took his shirt off uh, yeah, last year?
1: That is a lot of bullshit to me. I saw those posts too and I was like, this doesn't what? empower
0: women. I personally, as a 46 year old woman, feel I feel fucking empowered to make right. my arms look like that <laughs> and take a pole dancing class, for God's sake.
1: To be sexy, to be strong, to be talented, to be political. Mm. It was beautiful. It was so fucking great and good, yeah I there were so it. many amazing statuses of like all the maga mobs at home just like no hey, hey. <laughs> it was just, like, so okay upset. that okay i will watch
0: it now <laughs> yeah that and then brain. they showed the trumpets performing at mar-a-lago <laughs> during trump's super bowl party and it's like these uh, three uh, sound white women with america pa- flag pants like uh, high kicking is not what i would say <laughs> um, and just mid kicks uh, like like you could hear like the the Larry Craig uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song playing behind it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was just like, okay, and we're here watching this incredible Mm -hmm. Latinx performance with all these amazing political statements and empowerment Mm -hmm. for women. It was just
1: Ah, I was badass mm. that moment when Shakira and JLo shake their butts together <laughs> literally Ryan was sitting next to me and it, it, it happened it's like two seconds it's just like blah 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 right and he was just like oh god like he had the most like involuntary <laughs> yeah the most involuntary response he was like oh sorry yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, like he never responds to stuff like that ever and it was like the most powerful thing I'm like yeah dude I'm right there with you man hot, America. Dude. Yeah. oh my god it was so hot it was rad the whole thing was just I thought it was great. tasteful I don't i I thought so too very also it's like like latin culture is different than like american culture too there's there's a lot there's a lot more i think like reverence for the female form that shows up in a lot of different ways and the booty that does not (laughs) exist in america um so that's also just something that's like maybe before you start posting about how risque and it was and shit maybe like learn more about a different culture also
0: yeah we're more booty listless here (laughs) in in the United States. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh I I don't know. I just thought it was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I don't want to go too much into the, the yeah, Super Bowl yeah, yeah. thing, but It was political though. So It was very political. We, can we that way. need to I did want to address that because I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought best um Super Bowl halftime show since Prince.
1: Ooh, when was that? That was I don't remember um, how long ago that was. It's was like
0: 4 4 years ago? It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he played in the rain. Oh, so bad. Mm. I don't even remember who was playing. I don't watch the football games. Okay, <laughs> we have uh, an incredible interview coming up next with Terry Kanefield, who we love. Uh, in fact, I think when we were at our last show, was it were we in Seattle? Uh, when no, we were in Boston. We were at the City Winery, when said you should, somebody was like you should have Terry Kanefield oh, on your yeah. show, and we did, and it was amazing. And now I just brought her back because she did a whole thread on censure, hmm. uh, which is happening right now in uh, the Senate, or at least it's being put forth uh, by joe Manchin. and we're gonna uh, have her thoughts on that and uh next steps in you know when when after this is all over once he's acquitted what we're gonna do in the house so stick around for that we'll be right back hey everybody it's ag and i want to thank Baked by Melissa for supporting Daily Beans. Baked by Melissa makes bite-sized cupcakes in an array of unique handcrafted flavors. They're perfectly bite-sized. You can enjoy trying several several flavors at one time, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, you get the, you pick the the giant cupcakes, you pick one cupcake, you're stuck with that cake, right? But these little guys, "Mm, try one, try this. I absolutely love it. If you're looking to make a special Valentine's Day present, Baked by Melissa's special Valentine's Day flavors include white chocolate cookies and cream. Red Velvet, Milk Chocolate, Dolce de Leche, mmm, I love Dolce de Leche, and more. And if you're looking for vegan and gluten-free options, they have you covered. They offer one-day shipping and two-day shipping nationwide. Um, My current favorite flavor of the day, because it changes every day, is peanut butter and jelly. It's yellow cake stuffed with grape jelly and topped with peanut butter. And it's delicious. I love that Baked by Melissa's bite-sized cupcakes are just the right size uh, to be perfect little indulgence without the guilt. So this Valentine's Day, send your loved ones a perfect gift from Baked by Melissa. I send them to all of our clients as thank yous. Go to bakedbymelissa.com slash dailybeans and use promo code dailybeans to get 15% off your order. Take advantage of this Valentine's Day offer for podcast listeners. That's 15% off at bakedbymelissa.com slash dailybeans and use promo code dailybeans. So joining us today to discuss other options in the Senate impeachment trial is author, lawyer, and unmatched Twitter threader, Terry Canfield. Terry, I'm so glad to have you back on The Daily Beans. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Good. Thank you so much. So the reason I wanted to have you on is because you wrote a thread uh, in the last couple of days about censure as an alternative to an impeachment acquittal. And I was hoping you could tell us what censure is, you know, when it's been used, and, and how, how it would work? What, what, what does it look like?
2: Well, censure is a remedy available to either House of Congress if they want to issue a very stern reprimand for bad behavior. It is very rarely used. There's only been one president who has been censured, and that was Andrew Jackson. He was censured by the, by the Senate the House of Representatives has actually censured 23 of its own members. So it's happened, but not a lot, considering, you know, the full history. So um, the way it works is it works basically like a motion so or resolution. Actually, um, it would be a resolution. So they write up a resolution, and then they vote on it. And if it passes – just a majority vote. If it passes and the censure is there as sort of a, a public statement that somebody engaged in wrongful behavior.
0: So how would this look, how would it work in the, in this trial? Would it come up in the trial? Would the House managers say, hey, you know, we want to do it like a motion to censure?
2: Well, I think if it happens in this trial, it's actually a way for the Senate to, um, the Republicans, the Republicans have this as an option. You know, right now they're sort of settling on this defense that, well, what Trump did was bad, but it isn't impeachable,
4: mm-hmm. right?
2: So one one remedy, if they really felt that way, or if it were was an impeachment where the behavior was inappropriate but didn't warrant removal, a censure could be appropriate as an alternative to um, removal. So this is available now, but I think that the... The Senate and the, the Republicans in this case would have to initiate this. I don't think this would be something that the Democrats would bring up for the for the Senate to vote on because it will lose mm-hmm. unless the Demo- unless the Senate unless the Republicans want it, it will lose. So one way this could be an option is if you know three or four of them get together and they say. Well, we don't want to remove them, but we don't want to just flat out acquit him. So we're going to censure him. I have a hard time imagining that happening, but it could because it just takes a majority. But okay. I just can't imagine that. The, I can't imagine that they're going to find if they couldn't find three or four Republicans who would vote for witness testimony. How the heck are they going to find three or four that would? vote for something as strong as censure. So I would imagine it as sort of a next step, which I can talk a little bit about that. But it's available right now in this trial, but it's a long shot.
0: Okay. So this isn't something that you see as, as maybe even a like a, it's a remote possibility, basically, because you're you're right. The the Republicans would have to bring it up because if they didn't and the Democrats brought it up, the Republicans would say, oh, look, you don't think you have a strong case, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right, right. And and then they would be like, ha ha, we were right. And it would just it would have a lot of blowback to it. So now you just mentioned a next step. What would what would that be?
2: Well, now. Nancy Pelosi and Schiff and Schumer, they're being very cagey about what they're going to do next. They're not they're not telling us. Um, people are asking, "Are you going to um, are you going to bring Bolton over for testimony? What is it you're doing?" They're not telling us, but we know and Pelosi doesn't like to tip her hand. No One, one, um, one recent interview she gave, which um, sort of struck me. I guess it was Stephanopoulos asking her. So you know what what's next after this? She said, "Right now the ball is in their court. So let's see what they do." Well. Once they acquit the president, then it's out of their court again. And then we move on to next steps. And the way that I see it playing out, I mean, some things I can say for sure. We know for sure. The, the Democrats aren't going to fold up their tents and say, okay, well, I guess that Trump really didn't do anything wrong. We're just going to, like, you know, roll over. They're not going to do that. They're going to continue investigating. And all of these cases are still in the works. The McCann case is still in the works. The tax cases are still in the works. The subpoenas are still in the works. And so they're, they're going to continue. They're going to say that they're continuing with an impeachment inquiry because if they don't, then they're going to get blowback from that, right? So that doesn't mean people are going to get excited and think they're going to impeach again. They're going to say that they're continuing with, the, with an impeachment inquiry because it gives them um, – They want to leave their options open, and it also makes their cases stronger for continuing to investigate. So things are going to come out very soon. Things are going to come out with Bolton, with um, possibly Mulvaney, if they are able to testify, uh, get his testimony. So what are they going to do next? And when they get this evidence, let's suppose—sort of spitballing here—let's just suppose that the tax, they get the taxes, and the taxes show that. Trump has been laundering money for the the Russians and that he is really broke and entirely propped up by Russian money. Let's just pretend that that's... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's just just sort of spitballing here. So let's say that in June they had this evidence and they had the accountants look at it and this is what it shows. What are they going to do? Well, I don't think... I, have a, I don't think they're going to impeach again. So this is where censure comes in. So I don't have all the information they have, and they have an amazing legal team. The House has an amazing legal team. But the way I could imagine it playing out is they, they write a censure, and they say, maybe not in the censure, but they say, we're not going to impeach again because unless we get some assurances that they're actually going to conduct a, a real trial. But because we have no belief that they're going to, we aren't going to impeach. A statement like that, just to, to stop there, a statement like that puts the spotlight back on the kind of trial that the Senate had. Mm-hmm. then they say, because we don't trust them to conduct a fair trial because it was such a sham, we're going to publish a, st- a censure. We're going to make it, we're going to censure the president. And then they censure him. They say you misled the American people, you committed a fraud, you perpetuated a fraud. So they, censure him by saying, you've perpetuated a fraud, you really don't have any money, you're entirely propped up by the Russians, and this is a national security risk because they've had this blackmail over you all the time. But we're not going to impeach you, we're just going to censure you and say this is really, really, really bad behavior. Well, that does a few things, right? Like I said, it puts a spotlight back on the fact that the, the Senate conducted a sham and they can't be trusted to carry out their constitutional responsibility, which is they the Constitution says they are the sole triers of impeachment. So they can't be trusted to carry out their constitutional duties, and it's really, really bad. And it allows them to put the spotlight back on the wrongful behavior.
0: Right. So bring, bringing it back up again in the summer, maybe after some voters have forgotten uh, about the sham trial. They're, they're bringing it up again and they're doing a, an official uh, act to to censure the bad behavior uh, as opposed to drawing up articles and sending them over again for the multitudes of reasons that we've already talked about that being a mistake.
2: Exactly. And I could think it would be a great idea um, because, yeah, it puts the spotlight back on. You could do it more than once because censure doesn't, um, you know, nobody has to do anything. With a Senate trial, everything stops right? Nobody could go about their business. This chief justice has to sit there and operate the clock, whatever he thought his job was. <laughs> everything, everything comes to a stop and it's a really big deal. And then, as you said, you get another acquittal and then where are you? So it, um, I don't see why you couldn't censure twice mm-hmm. if, if the ca- if the facts warranted, it's also a way of publishing the evidence mm-hmm. and, um, so, for example, you, they could say that um, we're going to tell you that what, we've, what five accountants have said come from the, the taxes. If Trump denies these facts, we're going to publish the, um, the tax returns, if he denies the facts. Mm-hmm. Some kind of threat like that. And then there is that clause where they can say anything they want on the floor of the, of the House. So they just go read the tax returns into the record. I mean, yeah, it would be really playing hardball. But um, but the the other thing with a with a censure is that ideally, what they do is they figure out a way to write it so that at least some of the Republicans in the House will join on to it. And one of the ways to do that would be tone some of it down. You know, like maybe don't reprimand the Senate. In the rep, in the censure, mm-hmm. tone it down, um, and just say we hereby censure for withholding this information, and you know tone it down in a way that would invite some of the other Republicans to join it. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to force that would be an alternative: either you censure him for this, or you tell the American people that you're fine with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I suppose it would just take a. Uh, A majority vote in the House to force senators to explain their votes, kind of like how they do how they're doing in the Senate.
2: Well, it would take a you mean it would force the Republicans In the house to explain their vote
0: exactly because yeah the democrats have a majority in the house and i'm assuming it would just be a simple if they censure him then and the democrats vote by simple majority okay well now you're gonna have to explain your votes to the people in public on the floor and the republicans would be forced to do that by a simple majority vote
2: and there's also a way i think to you know to tone it down and Phrase the resolution in a way that if you vote no, it's sort of self explanatory.
0: Yeah. Plus, we also have the Senate, uh, Republicans in the Senate saying, he did it. It's not the coolest thing ever. It wasn't the perfect call. It's not impeachable. And that can be used in a case to present to Republicans in the House, hey, your buddies in the Senate said this wasn't cool. You know it's not cool. We know it's not cool. It, uh, you say it doesn't rise to an impeachable offense, and that, like you said, they could uh, phrase it in such a way to draw some Republicans into it to make it a more bipartisan censure than what we were seeing before.
2: Mm-hmm. And also, censure is not in um, you know, a censure is not an extreme measure. You know, like a removal, right? think about the thing about removal is um, I think that what sometimes um, people who've been in favor of impeachment for a while really have to accept is that most people out there don't like the idea of removing a president through this means, even people who don't like Trump. Mm. It's a, it's a strange thing. I, I met with a, you know, somebody locally who's a very Democrat all his life, hates Trump. And, um, he just sort of got uncomfortable with the idea of removing him through this means. Yeah. There's not a lot of you know, the people really aren't largely behind it. Whereas with a censure, you're not going against, you know, you're not doing something as extreme as arguing for his removal. All you're doing is saying he shouldn't have done this. I would think it make it a little harder for, for somebody not to vote for it.
0: Yeah. And then you're not having to backpedal on the initial articles of impeachment because you can say, no, we thought he should have been removed then. And then you can say, You know, we can do a first or second censure on new evidence and uh, and we aren't going to send it to the Senate. Therefore, like you said, bringing the light back on the Senate right in the middle of the summer when a lot of these people are running for office again. And and I think that that's I think that's a really good uh, remedy. And um, I hope I hope that's what Nancy's holding close to her chest. I know she has a plan. She doesn't not have a plan (laughs) for acquittal.
2: But when I actually I had been throwing around censure for a while. Why was this on my mind? I happen to have written a book about Andrew Jackson that was published not long ago. So I kn- I knew about censure and I've been sort of throwing it around, you know, my family and friends. And then when I kind of threw it online, I was sort of surprised it took off the way it did, but it did. And then I realized, wait, this isn't something most people know about because it's only happened to one president a long time ago. So... Um, so then, it, I started thinking about it. You know, Nancy Pelosi's heard of this. Yeah, yeah. It's not. You know, they have censured twenty-three of their members. Yeah. You know, since you know the start of the nation, and that's you know, she knows about it.
0: Well, they were thinking of censure as recently as Steve King, so it it's it's not yeah, it's not a foreign uh, uh, concept to her. And then, let me ask you one one other quick, just uh, legal question because, uh, you know it. So the Senate thing seems all but dead. Like, it's just an acquittal. It's just going to go away. But there there may be some, like, one other thing some people are floating around about uh, asking for a mistrial because, you know, Cipollone is a, probably a fact witness, but they aren't allowing any more facts into evidence uh, in that trial. And I don't know that um, politically, I don't know how that would look or how it would play politically. Um, but I, I suppose we could... And like, like you said, just let the Senate acquit fm and then again in the House, then maybe I don't know. Can you censure a White House Counsel? I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't do that.
0: What would you do in this case?
2: Well, I think actually I'm going to give a little plug for Glenn because he. I think it was his idea.
0: Yes, yes, that's exactly where I got it, Glenn Kirshner.
2: And I and I will brag. I have co-authored piece a piece with um with Glenn for NBC. Um, blog, news blog so I think very highly of Glenn since I co-authored a piece with him and I think it's a great idea and I think it's a. will tell you how I think this would work it would it will lose the motion will lose so um, what Schiff says is we're moving for a mistrial and we're moving for a mistrial on the grounds that um Fibloni perpetuated a fraud and actually what's being what. The reason why, you know, that, that these senators who are voting against evidence know that they're, you know, however far he wants to go, even if it's just that, that Cipollone is violating legal ethics by, um, by arguing a case when he's a fact witness, it's, it's really a violation. Mm. Then he moves for a mistrial and um, they're going to vote on it and vote it down. But it's just a way of putting a spotlight again on on what happened. Of course, you know, they the Republicans say that Schiff is a fact witness, mm. but that's based entirely on the lie.
0: OK, but they could have called him as a witness or at least motion to do so if they didn't vote to block all witnesses and testimony and documents. So. Another
2: good point. Another good point. So they really can't start saying you know, Schiff is also a sacro-witness because Schiff is calling for witnesses.
0: Yeah, then Schiff will be like, oh, you want witnesses now? You want witnesses now? Okay, bro.
2: (laughs) Very good point. Very good point. So I think that if Schiff says, we have a motion for a mistrial and we want permission to present the motion tomorrow when we're prepared, or, you know, he wants to make sure that he doesn't submit it and then it's shot down, like in the next 10 minutes, he needs, which is, by the way, I think we can see now exactly why Pelosi held on to the articles because she knew darn well what was going to happen. Oh yeah. She wanted to make sure that everyone saw it. So it's a great idea. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it. And um, what I'll say about that is it's a smart idea. It's very clever. They have, um, they have Barry Burke. They have Norm Eisen. They have um, Goldman, Daniel Goldman. They have an all-star Lit- litigation team advising them yeah and so one of the thing about about these decisions is the way they happen is a group of lawyers sit in a room and they discuss all aspects of it and so there's really no way outside of that room we have access to everything that they know
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and, and all of their their strategies so whether they'll do it i don't know but i think it's a it's a it's a good idea. It's a creative idea just as a way to shine the spotlight so that, I mean, that's really the purpose at this point of all of this, right? That I don't think anybody ever expected the Senate to remove Trump. No. But the idea all along was to get the law breaking out there, to get the unethical behavior out there, to shine a light on what's happening. Yeah, so I think it's a good idea.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think you're right. I think it would def- definitely shine a light on that. It would get voted down, like you said, but I don't think there's a downside to it like there would be to a second impeachment or trying to have the Dems ask for censure in the in this impeachment trial, I, you know, because you, you, there's definitely going to there would be that would be bad optics, I think, in, in those cases. So but I don't see a downside to that. I, I agree. So thank you, um, Terry, so much for coming on and explaining these uh, options to us. Uh, I look forward to see what nancy's got up her sleeve and um and you know what we'll just we'll keep we'll keep in touch and we'll definitely talk about this more well thank you all right thanks again to to terry camefield we'll be right back with the good news so stick around Hey, friends, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by American Home Shield. If staying on top of your budget and protecting your home are goals for this year, take a look at American Home Shield. American Home Shield gives you a plan when stuff breaks down in your house. I'm talking about the not so easy to fix stuff, sometimes pretty expensive stuff, like your fridge, or your heating and air conditioning, or your plumbing, and electrical, a washer, dryer. And believe me, when it happens, not if, when, you're really going to appreciate American Home Shield. If American Home Shield can't repair the covered item, they'll replace it or offer an alternative solution. And as the nation's largest provider, they've paid more in home warranty claims than any other company. That's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years. America's most preferred home warranty, more than 1.8 million customers coverage uh, for up to 21 home systems and appliances. Plus, unlimited electronics coverage for tablets, flat screens, TVs, and more. Nationwide network of more than 15,000 licensed professional contractors so they can find the right pro in your area to fix your problem. No inspections needed, no proof of maintenance required, coverage available no matter how old your systems or appliances are, plans and pricing to fit every budget, it helps protect your home, and plan for the cost of unexpected repairs. At my house things are constantly breaking down and I'm dealing with the hassles of doing home repairs. Uh, I can't do it by myself. It's frustrating and time consuming and expensive. So I have American Home Shield. It's awesome. Go to AHS.com slash dailybeans and save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. That's AHS.com slash dailybeans for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, be sure with the Shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. Okay, first to make you laugh, we have Kansas Gate. Um, this has stemmed more jokes on social media than I have seen in a ve- since Cafefe. Okay, it's been that long. What was that? Yet last week. Um, <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, Trump put out a tweet uh, that said something like, "Congratulations to the Kansas City ch- Chiefs. You've made the whole state of Kansas proud, yep. uh, the USA, or something." And uh, immediately, everyone's like, "Bro." uh kansas city missouri mm-hmm. and that's where the chiefs play in missouri and so he it, it got deleted and he re put it back up with missouri on there but not before everyone had their sharpies <laughs> out redrawing the state lines yeah. between missouri and kansas and it was absolutely awesome that's So funny! i saw a dorothy meme that says toto we're not in missouri anymore <laughs> um uh, my favorite song is "A Horse with No Name" by Missouri. Like everyone's just going <laughs> crazy. He put he, there's one with Trump holding up a big map of of Missouri, but has Kansas written on it in Sharpie. Uh, <laughs> you
1: you gotta laugh at these things.
0: It was so it's funny important. to me. It is I, funny. I absolutely loved it. Also,
1: I, Obama never made those mistakes. No, I'm just gonna say that. I don't want to be petty like that. I know people can make mistakes, but somehow he found a way to not make that. Well, he those had guys like of mistakes. He had guys
0: like the guys who run crooked media, like on uh, doing all that yeah. stuff for him, writing a speech yep. making sure his tweets were well-crafted, that they were spelled properly, that you know he so had a, a fucking PR effort. It, it's
3: yeah. almost like he had a good team around him and basic research skills. Yes. We make fewer you know?
0: errors here in my
3: cat room. I, so. do know <laughs> how, I do know how to use Google, unlike the president. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get the instinct. <laughs> well, I, I guess Kansas do like City Trump? is in Kansas. I, I get yeah. the thought process. And part of Kansas <laughs> <but> <laughs> City does fall in Kansas. Yes, it is a confusing <laughs> situation, <laughs> but... Something that I think most people know about <laughs> True. already. And also
3: you would expect the
1: president to be more thoughtful once yes. upon a time
3: in the things yeah. they say and purposeful. <laughs> that being said, sometimes Obama was almost too slow for my liking with how thoughtful he was when he said shit. I was like... Speed it up just a little <laughs> faster. You can get there, baby. Come on. Just, <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was it's like, uh, at yeah. least he was
1: thoughtful about the things he said before yeah. he said them. If Trump's drug is Adderall, then he's on Quaaludes or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: totally like, uh, uh change uh, will come. Uh,
1: um, can you imagine it when he's like actually older? <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. Was... He did grow into such an amazing speaker though. Oh, he yeah. worked on it. Like you could tell that he worked on it very much and got a lot better at it over time. Yeah, he's great. He's a fucking best.
0: I miss him. Uh, he's a fucking best. <laughs> Centrist as he is. All right. Um now, this has just been handed to me. Um, not really. No one hands me anything, but <laughs> I just learned this. Um, Senate, <laughs> Slid across my. This desk. is just handed to me. Beep 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 beep. Ships at sea, ships at sea. We have a message. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Senator Manchin has introduced legislation asking his Senate colleagues to consider cens- censuring Trump, and we just talked about this with with Terry. Um, The legislation argues that Trump, quote, used the office of the president of the United States to attempt to compel a foreign nation to interfere with domestic political affairs for his own personal benefit, unquote. And says Trump, quote, wrongfully enlisted his personal lawyer to investigate a domestic political rival by meddling in formal diplomatic relations in a manner that is inconsistent with our established national security strategy. (gasps) So he's a dick, basically. And, And this is interesting because here's Manchin writing in his legislation that he thinks Trump did this. Um, He also adds, quote, Trump hindered the thorough investigation of related documents and prohibited Congress and the American people from hearing testimony by firsthand witnesses with direct knowledge of his conduct. So this is basically Manchin saying he did all this. Let's censure him, which is sort of a message that he doesn't think it's impeachable. And I'll keep you posted on this development. But as we hear more right now, all eyes are on the Iowa caucuses, really. So I can't find too much on this. But there are reports uh, from the Hill saying that Manchin doesn't have the votes to censure him. um, And some are saying, like Ryan Goodman and myself included, this could be a way for Manchin to pave the way for an acquittal vote for himself to justify voting to acquit Trump on Wednesday as a Democrat. And also giving Collins and Murkowski The room they need to acquit him by saying, well, there was a censure. I'm down for that. I don't think this is impeachable. So they're actually all landing on the fact that soliciting foreign help to cheat in an election is not an impeachable offense. That's where they're writing it down. And that's where they're landing.
1: Right. It doesn't sound like he's doing it because this is the best the next best thing. I don't feel like that, Um,
0: although some on Twitter have jumped down my throat saying, you don't know what's in Manchin's heart. Uh, And I'm like, oh, well, you know, hey, let's see what happens. But I don't think censure is a good idea because it'll get voted down. He'll get acquitted anyway. And now it provides cover for people who want to vote to acquit him, who Mm -hmm. otherwise would have a hard time voting to acquit him. But we'll keep reminding everyone about who voted to acquit him and who voted to block witnesses and documents. Yeah. Other good news, actually, time for a little schadenfreude. Teen climate activist Greta Thunberg has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize for her work in climate activism. This is the second time. Thun- Thunberg, whose Fridays for Future movement has helped spark similar youth led climate demonstrations across the globe, she was first nominated for this honor last year by a group of Norwegian parliament members. If she wins, she'll be the first recipient for climate activism since Al Gore won in 2007. Um, just in a related note, Trump does not have a Nobel Peace Prize or a Grammy, <laughs> but the Obamas have both of those things. Okay, <laughs> she <case> you forgot.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right, let's get social. Hashtag. Trending in entertainment today, because Iowa caucuses are obviously number one. I want to go a little south here and say hashtag Hamil film. Is trending as Lynn Manuel Miranda has confirmed they are making a movie adaptation of the Broadway show Hamilton, and it's being said it will star the original Broadway cast.
1: Oh, fuck. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> we saw Hamilton in, where were we, San Francisco? Yes. Truly amazing.
1: Remember that one chick that wouldn't stop crying the whole time yeah. and singing the words. Yeah. It was like, "Hey, everyone else also <laughs> paid five thousand dollars for yeah. these tickets." <laughs> <laughs> keep I am, it together, Karen. Yeah, keep I- it together.
0: Karen. <laughs> I'm very excited to see the movie. I'm excited because this means it'll be going out to a wider audience—people who didn't have access to stuff like that—and mm-hmm. because I mean, we got a we gotta, like, a hey, bro, you know, mm-hmm. um, to to be able to uh, get those tickets. So, yeah. I'm very, 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 very excited about this. Definitely.
1: So that's the good news for Tim. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw his teaser tweet, and oh. I didn't follow up on it. Yeah. I forget what it said. It was like one second, or I don't know. Yeah, something hang else. on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something Cool. Like that. That's very cool. Yeah. We need a, God, after Cats, that was just a disaster. We were in dire need of a Have good Broadway it? adaptation. Did you actually see it? No. I, no. God,
3: like, No wanted to go see it while yeah. it was still in the
1: cinemas and then
3: I, I don't think that it was playing anywhere for about long enough.
1: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll get super stoned and go see it one day <laughs> in my own house. <laughs>
3: that
0: probably happened a lot
3: more. It me over. Yeah. probably
1: happened
0: way more. What else
1: next? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Than
0: sober people in the theater.
1: I watched enough scenes that just cringe like so yeah, I it was just, just God. Ugh, bad. Mm. Remember when Sonic had teeth and they fixed it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> alright uh, that's our show
0: any final thoughts?
1: Uh, a- another good news block my little sister got her driver's license today <gasps> heck yeah she passed the test first time
0: congrats
3: Jordan sister
1: yes very sister exciting. drivers
0: no survivors <coughs> everybody <coughs> look out where is she so we know not to be on the roads uh, she is um... I'm kidding oh okay
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no congratulations that's awesome yes very your little exciting. sister's
3: rad dude yeah she's the best um I am excited to see what happens with the caucuses. Yeah. We're going to shut this down. Anything? Any? No results yet. Well, we do have one result. President Trump has won the Republican caucuses. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) that's a thing that's still happening.
0: Everyone. Beep, 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 beep. I've just been handed this. (laughs) I've just been handed this news report right now. Trump has won the Iowa caucuses for a Republican party.
3: (laughs) Um. But I'm looking at the results from the New York Times, and it says, in a bold early move, the Associated Press has called Republican caucuses for Trump. I'm like, a bold move? Who the fuck else is running? Bold, bold early way.
0: move. Walsh and Weld are running. Oh, really? Joe <clears throat> Walsh is still in it? Oh, I, th- yeah. I think so. I, yeah. feel
3: like, I feel like that's like saying that there's a flood when you're ankle deep in water. Yeah. You're like, oh, there might mm. be a flood happening. Mm. Anyway, wait, it's raining. <laughs> yeah. I'm I feeling best my boobs. You can always yeah. tell when it's raining. <laughs> More Mean Girls quotes. Yeah. It's Karen. Okay. Um, but I am seeing here that this is like reporting from some town in Iowa. There's a couple places where Joe Biden's not even getting viability. So it would be interesting to see. I am very curious to see. I think that Bernie's been leading in this stuff, but I think all the other candidates, a lot of them are each other's second choices. So there could be some surprises, and I'm Mm -hmm. really curious to see what happens. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. And whoever it is, I support him.
3: Oh. Yep. Hundred and ten percent.
0: Awesome. I have no final thoughts other than go Iowa caucus. Your heart's out. Everybody, get out and vote. Um, yeah. uh, I posted a thing on Twitter that has all the things that you need to check to make sure that you're registered, mm-hmm. not just in Iowa but wherever you're at. It's like a checklist that Hell Jenny bad. Cohn put out of stuff that you have to make sure that you have and do in order to make sure your vote counts. So check that out. And everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been Ag. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans.